Welcome to Made In, podcast about Asian Canadian stories told by Asian Canadians. Each episode, we share stories about navigating through life as Asian Canadian women in Toronto. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. We're back today and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, start us off, Evie. So we... I guess we're going to start off talking about some current events. What's yeah. been happening? Tell well, us. the other day I couldn't sleep and I was trying to sleep because I was feeling really grumpy and I had my, like, I had period cramps and I was just annoyed, but I was on Twitter and I was reading this whole Mulan controversy and I'm going to go crazy. Like, okay. Tell us, give us all the tea. What's happening? Okay. So basically this new Mulan, which is coming out in 2020, next March. Okay. They just dropped the trailer. People are watching it. This girl's badass. And, you know, it's a real person from... She's a Chinese actress. Okay, I was going to say she is actually full on Asian. Yeah. But can we touch on Mulan, like the animated movie that was based in China? That was also okay. based in China. Okay. But Mulan, anyways, it's like a story that my grandparents or my older aunts told me when I was young because it's like actually a Chinese... Fable? Fable, yeah. Ooh, it's not like Disney didn't make it. Like they took it from somewhere. Yeah. So in that fable, there was never like Mushu and there was never the prince, like Li Shang, and there was never... Um, songs it's not a musical it's okay. a po- it's a poetry it's about a oh. woman who fights like for her dad and i thought that was the coolest That's thing beautiful and then when i saw the animated movie when i was young i also really loved it and i'm not saying i didn't love mushu and eddie murphy did a great job at mushu but yeah. now people on twitter are like boycott mulan because there's no mushu in it but it's just trying to be more real no to its way. original roots yeah and it was just really disrespectful the first one because you know dragons are seen as this be- like huge Mystic, power yeah and he was like the comedic relief which is fine like i dragon yeah a very small <laughs> does nothing really i mean he helps her out but like i like the cartoon version and i like the original version i heard but i don't feel like this one needs mushu you don't need to boycott everything and it's gonna look more weird when it's like real human and there's like it's a like weird dra- like ai like dragon Lizard. yeah and it's like talking and what is it gonna be like eddie murphy's it's gonna one? be like geico commercial it's just yeah. weird. like you don't want that like yeah this one looks just straight up badass maybe like less comedy because it's like it's not a cartoon yeah but it doesn't need the prints. I don't think it... Like, Christina Aguilera's songs are amazing. Oh, but this is... Chills. I love that song, too. But yeah. people boycotting this is, like, the same thing as, like, the Disney Black Ariel thing. I just can't deal with it. I don't, oh, I don't get happening. it. What is this new wave of, like, remaking all of our childhood memory movies into, like, real life? Like, I I don't know if I want to see... Lion King, I'll for sure see. But, like, there's another one where they have, like, real people now. And it's just... Aladdin! Like, not, that to me just so freaky. Like, why do we need to... <laughs> is Disney so real. out of money and ideas that they're just like archiving everything, bringing things back? Uh, I don't like that. But. I think they just want to reshare it in a woker way because after all, it is Disney. It's still a corporation. Yeah. But I have nothing against like Black Ariel, but people are on, on Twitter boycotting or like, I can't watch this. Because when I grew up, she was white and she had red hair. And like, it's yeah. a mermaid. It's yeah. not real. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But I guess the whole, like, Mushu thing or whatever, is it because, like, every Disney character has a sidekick, so they're like, oh, what are people mad about? Like, are you mad that we're not paying, like, homage to the true character of Disney? But, like, buddy, it's not even going to be, like, a Disney movie. Like, you just got to open up your mind. The fact that we're already having this movie out where it's not an animated movie, you're going to need to have to get over it. Yeah. Um, Also what what I'm gathering from you is like what Disney already did was took this like traditional story and they like Disneyfied it and then sold it and then now they're bringing it back trying to go back to the traditional route and yeah. then like all these 
consumerism people are mad. They're mad because they're like, I always remember that dragon. But Well, then don't watch it. Yeah, don't I don't want your money. <laughs> it's fine. It just seems like a very small, weird thing to be boycotting yeah. something over. Because, I mean, I guess I think they just don't know. It. That's not the original story. Disney didn't create it. It's like been a fable forever, whatever. Yeah. A, a piece of Chinese poetry. Yeah. But it's just like, let us have this one. Let us like... Chinese girls just take this one because we heard it from her parents. 100%. Like, we just want to see it, her being badass and killing it. No prince, no little dragon, and no, like, it's not necessary. Is there no prince? There's no way they would make a movie without a love interest. I need to look. I don't know. I actually need to look into it. But so far, what I've seen from the trailers, like, she just fights and she's badass. And that sounds like it's a amazing. fucking awesome movie. Yeah. I also realized I was listening to our old episodes, and I am dropping to F1, like, F-bombs? Like, there's no tomorrow. You just gotta check me because... I, I, I swear I do too, I but know, I but naturally <laughs> say that stuff. You don't. The other day I was just <laughs> listening and I was like, that was so unnecessary. Why did I need to say that? So, so sorry, check listeners. Check us if you yeah. need to. I am actually not that aggressive in real life. Um, okay. Speaking about movies. So, I just recently watched the Charlie's Angels trailer and I was so confused because... It was missing the most important part about the movie from when it first came out. Like, where the fuck, and I mean it this time, is Lucy Liu? How did they make this trailer and thought that they could get rid of the most iconic trio and just, like, make it something different? Like, isn't the whole point of making, like, Charlie's Andrew or whatever is to, like you know, pay some homage to it? I was just really confused because that was the one of the most iconic movies when it came out in like the early 2000s where it had an asian representation yeah don't get me wrong i know that in the new charlie's angels there is a south asian who is absolutely stunning and i'm really happy that there's that diversity there but come on like because elizabeth banks comes in and she's like directing it she like forgot to include the the first asian that was supposed to be in there and like just the entire cast kind of weirds me out and like all the bosleys are like female so i guess it's like a female woke movie but like you forgot the biggest yeah which was having an asian in there because we almost have we we never had that many like so we remember the ones that we've had and exactly maybe we should just get rid of the no, so it's a really hard topic because, like, I can speak, like, I can speak on behalf of, I'm sure, our, like, what are, what Asians are we? East Asians. East Asians. Yeah. That, like, of course, we want our representation, but I'm sure there are, like, the South Asians that wanted their representation. For sure. Too. But, guys, you guys got Aladdin this year. Let me have my Charlie's Angel. <laughs> I miss Lucy We Lou. haven't had crazy it's Rich okay. Asians. We have Mulan. We have Mulan. Oh, yeah, Mulan. Okay, yeah, that we, would be pretty badass. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just really confusing with all these, like, Asian representation um, in our, you know, mainstream media. Yeah, and I think, like, seeing us is really important. And today's episode, we're talking about appearance. Appearance. So it really works perfectly. And, uh... Jazz being Korean, I think you can really kick this one off for us. hundred percent. This is gonna be like very story time, and Perfect. I'm very open about like this this story, so I feel no qualms about it. But I guess just being Korea, uh, being from Korea, there's a lot of importance and um, what is it? scrutiny about like how you need to look so all my life grew up in korea like all the only things that people cared about was how you look if you're skinny and like if you can get a good job um and i don't know how familiar you guys are with like the korean culture but we have a huge wave of like k-pop culture which just means like take like backstreet boys fame to like 
110,000 times. And yeah. then, like, Korean fandom is absolutely ridiculous. Like, type in BTS, get yourself some followers on Twitter because apparently that's what you're supposed to do. It's true. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, when there's, like, a trend about something, everything just pops up. And Korea, like, really developed in the 80s. Like, the first time we built a highway in our country was in 1988 when we hosted our first Olympics. Fun fact over there. Wow. Um, so, know. we're kind of, like, new money. So, I feel like, you know, appearance and how you look is, like, how they justify their status and like status in Korea is also really important so how you look is probably like the number one thing that everyone cares about so when uh, I guess the most common thing about being Korean is that we don't have double eyelids so having mm. a monolid just means that you don't have the crease on your eyelids so whenever like I would see girls wearing eyeshadow like did not look like that on me whatsoever yeah. um, and that was like one of the most distinguished features that made me feel like I was definitely not white and I can like I can never look like the people that I saw on magazines or television whatever so getting double eyelid surgery is very popular in Korea and I think like the last time I checked the stats were like one out of five people have gotten it done and mm. it's kind of like how in like North America we have sweet 16 um, and you throw like big parties like getting a double eyelid surgery is like your graduation present and wow. like literally everyone it's almost like a rite of passage everyone needs to get it done if you're like want to be deemed normal and like part of the society so it's like it's like a bar mitzvah when a guy gets a party thrown. Like this is that normal. A hundred percent. Like it's honestly more common than going to the dentist. And wow. I can. So I have my double eyelid surgery done. Um, and I just grew up all my life like just knowing it was just part of a conversation that I would always have with my mom. It was like okay, like when you're older, like when you're sixteen, you can get your double eyelid surgery done. Like it was just always part of the conversation. And like when you're at a family gathering, like they always talk about oh, like this type of surgery will look good on you. This will look good on you. Like it was just like so, other things. Yeah, like just getting plastic surgery I think was so like it was a luxury that kind of became attainable so like and it's the fact that you can change oh my god the most normal thing ever like I can go into about like how it is portrayed in Korea like when I was in there but yeah, so I was living in Canada at the time and I had an opportunity to go back to Korea and like the first thing my mom was mom did was like book an appointment for me. Mm. Um so then I went and got it done and this the whole procedure is so insane it's like actually a machine there's clinics to get plastic surgery done literally more than like a starbucks wow yeah and then you go in and you book an appointment and do like a consultation they take a before and after before photo of you they draw all these lines and then the fun part is like you have to answer all these like questionnaires about like why you want to get it done when you go to like a dentist the questions they ask you is like what are you allergic to like how much do you drink like are you potentially pregnant like all this stuff no, the questions that they ask you in these clinics in Korea are like, why are you getting the surgery done? Is it because A, you want to get a boyfriend, B, you want to get a job, C, you want to make more money, D, oh like you want to make your parents happy. Like those are the que like standardized questions that they ask you. So I was really thrown off and there was like books of like beautiful coffee table books of like pictures of people like before and after so you can pick and they have like celebrity pictures all, all up on the wall who's got their plastic actually? surgery done. It is... It is, coffee table books? Yeah, uh, it's literally like Kim Kardashian's like selfie books, but just like before and after of like what plus surgery you want to get. Oh my God. So I go in and I, I don't think it was the, the same day, but like they did like the consultation. They gave me like their best like, um, I guess like suggestion or whatever. And then I came back the next day and I got like dressed in their robe or whatever. I was on the bed and I was like out in like 15 minutes. 
Wow. It was quicker than getting, like, a cavity filled. Like, well, you were out of the room? Yeah, so, like, they put me in, like, the surgery room, and I was already in, and then they actually have to wake you up in the middle of the surgery so you can, like, open your eyes so they can see where the crease is going to be. I know it sounds really Did it horrifying. Hurt? Um, I mean, I was really drugged up, so, like, not really, but I really graphic content. I could feel them, like, tying uh. the, <laughs> the strings, and they had to, like melt the fat on my eyelids so I could like kind of hear it yeah um so that's kind of what a process of a double eyelid surgery is but honestly they like pump it out like there's no tomorrow they must do it like every 15 minutes for like all day long it's crazy that it only takes 15 minutes yeah and like I think Korea is really leading and now like K-beauty is here too but in Asia like for Hong Kong Chinese people Korea has always been like that person that go to and they all want to look like k-pop stars like every single one there so like they're super pale they do double eyelid surgeries because a lot of chinese people also don't have double eyelids yeah and it's just like such a normal thing now but it's definitely spurred on by korea yeah i remember even when i was there that was maybe like 2014 2015 there was tons of chinese people and like philippines like japanese people in korea because we are leading plastic surgery and they would make it as like a trip so they would come for like a month they do the surgery and they do like a tour with like a translator and then they like almost like stay at the clinic as like a hotel and it's like part of their amenities to get a plastic surgery done so that's crazy. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like an all-inclusive vacation. 100%. Plastic surgery. Come ugly, leave pretty. Like, wow. pretty much. Yeah, no, they they have, like, tourism like that where they have, like, translators just to help you, like, consult with the doctors and stuff like that. So, um, and to know, like, this isn't just for women. Like, when I said one out of five people in Korea, that's all-inclusive to men as well. Like, when I was there, like, in 2014, 2015, guys would walk around with, like, huge, like, um those like face masks because they just got their nose done like it's not just for women i think because of the rise of how big k-pop and like celebrity culture is in korea like the lust and the desire to want to look like them is almost it is attainable because all these like resources are available and everyone thinks that oh if i get one more thing done i can look like that so like the idolizing portion of in our culture is so strong it's like almost scary and so that was like 2015 but when i went back like this year i hung out in this area called like itaewon which is kind of like the the queen west of toronto like i literally felt like i was in stussy back in the day when it was in that corner but there's there are it's almost like a small sector of people but there are people who are so strong in their individuality so i don't want to paint this picture that when you go to korea like everyone looks the same because i know in the previous episode i said like you know when something trends everyone wears it i would say that's like the majority but like the small portion who actually don't give any fucks and dress so cool like they lead like new balances i remember new balance was a thing and it came to like north america two years later like I, I've never I've never seen such a dope like style and like genuine stays on anyone than I was in Korea. So there are definitely strongly people there uh, that are just like doing their own thing. But when it comes to, like plastic surgery and like the way you need to look, it's really really crazy of like the pressure that you face. And I remember I was like, and the the fact that you have to be like super skinny as well is mm. also it's just hard. I think looking like an outcast or like an individual in Korea, it's just so um 
look frowned upon like the the fact that you don't want to conform i think oh and like we were like a communist country for a little bit and just like when you just like stand up and try to be like an individual people kind of think that's like taboo even though it's definitely gone better over the years um yeah you definitely want to like kind of conform and like you know do your minimum and like don't stand out and like leave yeah. kind of thing and the saddest part is like it's not only about like your social life you need to worry about the way you look even in your professional career like when you submit a resume not only do we get no responses in north america like in korea you have to submit like a passport photo of what you look like and they definitely like base that on you wow. and like when you apply you have to stay for single or you're like not single or like whatever and like that's just like a part of the application process and the fact to know that like if your schoolwork credentials aren't enough they're gonna judge you for what you look like to like see if you're gonna get an interview like I don't even know what I would do with that stress. Yeah, if we did that here, it would be horrible. Like, there would be human Imagine the PR. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't work here for sure. But, yeah, it's crazy. And, like, I've seen photos of, like, the celebrities, like, K-pop celebrities. So is there a way that you would describe, like, what in like quick form maybe or maybe what a woman ideally like should look idea? like or a woman and a man like, like I want to see both because we all know like why are K-pop star- men look so feminine like why mm-hmm. is that a thing whereas here it's like totally not really like that if we're talking about hetero really straight yes. men so for the two of them like describe what is the ideal features I guess I think for women like a small face small nose big lips big eyes um that's like the face and like we call it like the s line i don't know if it's like still popular anymore but that's like when you got like the big boobs and like the big ass so you mm-hmm. kind of have like a curve in the middle kind of like a kim kardashian but like dial it down a lot yeah um, and like asian top, style, yeah, asian style <laughs> kim kardashian. Like um yeah just like having like small nose small having a small face is apparently like a really really desired thing so like they have surgeries where they like saw off your jaw so that you have like a smaller face apparently i'm blessed because i have a small face Um, you are beautiful thanks babe um (laughs) and then yeah for women yeah just being super skinny and uh like long hair just like that aesthetic i think it is it to be honest i'm not really sure about the guys uh but yeah you're so right that they are very feminine i don't know what the desire for that is but most of the tv show characters that come out in like k-dramas are like the tall handsome successful dresses super swag like rich and all that stuff that's like the image that we know but in terms of k-pop stars i think like they need to like have this like innocent image about them where they are so like dolled up and like they're like unattainable almost um i know that like in couple inter- when they do interviews like they can't ever talk about like being in a relationship because like they need to be desired by like every single woman in korea and like that's how they attract oh. their fame yeah i think in, like a big question that people have here is like why are those guys attractive but i think for people like some people who you know there's some really crazy k-pop fans it doesn't yeah. ju- you don't have to just be korean i've seen white k-pop girls who yeah, yeah. love these guys and but then others are just like shame like they know so much more than i do who the guys no oh, like, those, those girls, girls yeah, yeah, yeah. that are into it yeah. no they know everything but i mean you could get literally like killed on social media for saying one wrong thing about yeah. these people. So the fandom, I guess we were talking about is like this like idea of perfection. Yeah. They, they're just, just look perfect. Like maybe exactly. like a doll. I'm not even sure what the they guys are, look like. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think, I don't know why, I don't know how it started with this whole like feminine look for guys, but usually since they are like a group, like a boy band, like each 
person has like a character. So there's like the cute one, there's the youngest one, there's a leader, there's a rapper, and there's like the joker or whatever and all of them have their own distinct look so like typically the rappers are like the more like thug like hard looking yeah hard looking guys and there's like the the cute one that's like all innocent and like whatever so i don't know it's kind of like they figured out the algorithm to how to pump out all these like mega superstars and they haven't like fucked with the um the formulas yeah. and it just works it just works and uh I don't know. Like, I'm thinking about all this, and I see, like, it happening in China, but you know the biggest thing for people in China is, like, you could literally not give a shit about your face or acne or whatever, and you see yeah. it here, but people just drip in, like, the most expensive shit Is it shit just, like, new buy. money? New money swag? We don't like, know where this money is. It could be, like, weird, corrupt money. I have no idea where this money's come from, but, like, every person, no matter where in the world, has seen an, a Chinese man who looks like random but like yeah. he's wearing full off-white tracks yeah. gucci slides and like that is the whole thing about china yes there are people that really want to look good face wise the yeah. korean face mask stuff yeah but in general like it's about going and blowing all your money at like really expensive stores buying the new things hate like wearing the same thing twice like yeah kind of thing um and yeah sometimes it looks just crazy like awful like because you're just putting so many brands together it's like yeah what about in like hong kong is it different no it's more different i would say it's it's so much more innocent i'm not saying people don't wear those things like they do but it they're more like be a good wife kind of thing okay. where like they wear like it's girlier way girlier yes, same with korea yeah they're a little like um super feminine like act shy mm-hmm. like act sweet like yeah. be pale like carry a little cardigan <laughs> around i'm just like you're so- hating on the cardigans <laughs> i hate cardigans and i go there and they are like that's how you know like i'm like tanned and tanned is by the way like jazzy's tan too it's yeah. like just not that's a no for like anyone we've already talked about this so yeah. many times okay so like background of the why that is because only people that were tanned in our asian countries were people who worked out in the field and that was looked to be like like a really hard labor job and if you worked in like an office and like a business person who actually like made a lot of money like you never saw the sun so that's why our parentals hate us when we look dark because we look like field workers yeah and like they are like a little do they know life. i am glowing and we look beautiful yeah i think it's so much different here like yeah i think here some some okay most i would say Cana- like asian girls who are really canadian yeah i think that it's a different look of what they think is attractive is super mixed with western mm-hmm. ideals and stuff like that like you know, in, in Asia, you got to be, like, a stick. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah. Here, if, like, if you're, like, thick, or not even thick, just, like, you're not a stick. Your average just size. Better, like, might be better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no. The, just the pressure of having to look a certain way in Korea, I think that's the one thing that would deter me to ever want to live there. Because, like, I'm comfortable in my own skin here, but, like, what? I'm, like, a size 6. Like, I'm, like, an average size. But, and to be in Canada, like, that's nothing to be, like no one would ever throw shade at me but in korea like i remember when i first went there like i never felt so large like all the clothing is like free size which means it just like one size fits all so like there's nothing that actually makes you feel like comfortable in and just like yeah the standard of like having to look because like all you look at on tv is like stick thin beautiful girls that got so much work done so like even comparing yourself to that is already on a different league but that's all you see so like you just feel so so like desperate to want to look like that but it's actually like so unattainable and yeah i i I can't even understand what it would be like to grow up in that kind of environment so like 
I remember I was like walking through like a subway platform and all the billboards are like plastic surgery before and after shots and um, like different clinics that you can go. Like imagine you're in like, I don't know, St. George Station and you just see like plastic surgery because you could look like that. Like that would just like get me on a day-to-day basis, you know, like uh, eat away your self-confidence. Uh, and then also like I was watching a movie at a movie theater and like before the uh, before the trailers they played like an ad and it was an ad about it was all in animation but it was like in a cafe and this guy was waiting for his like first blind date and like the girl comes in and then she he takes one look at her and I guess she had like a disfigured like jaw or like it wasn't like a pretty jaw and he like ran out and that was like the commercial that I watched before the trailers before this movie and like imagine it would it's just so blatantly obvious that like everyone needs to get work done so if it's like surrounding you all the time yeah it's gonna make you feel weird yeah I don't there is no like confidence to build up that like you know what you look like is totally fine because you're always compared to other people and like it's funny like even in like korean like comedy variety shows where they have like celebrities in and it's it's like a really fun like game show or whatever they always like talk about like plastic surgery and like the way you look that's like the main point of conversation like every time and um i think in north america we're doing it a little bit more woke like even the red carpets like when like woke uh, celebrities when the reporters ask them like who are you wearing they're like who gives a fuck you know yeah. um so i feel like that's like has yet to come to korea but there is a little bit more diversity in like hippie style and like you know people like really dressing for their own uh whatever but compared yeah. to like china where yeah. it's like just brands yeah there's good style there too for sure but generally you're t- looking at like, they're just like people. flexing all flex yeah but could look really awkward and bad yeah there's like this story and of like and this actually has to do with more Korean stuff, but it's, like, this Chinese lady who married this really rich Chinese dude. Okay. Um, she looks beautiful in the photos, whatever. Yeah. She's, like, this pale, skinny girl. Everything we're talking about, yeah. and it definitely comes <laughs> from that influence. Yeah. And they end up getting together and having kids, and it's such a sad and savage thing that I read in this article. And it's, <gasps> oh, my God, the baby came out. Yeah, Sorry, the baby yeah. came out. And, like, the dad sued the mom because... I've heard of this... This is like a legendary story. Isn't that crazy? I've heard of this story. Because the babies yeah. came out and they weren't like the most beautiful babies. They're like, oh, I married the hottest wife. I have no idea yeah. why they're like, look like this. They don't yeah. look like this. And then he found out that she was hiding plastic surgery, like the history oh, of her plastic my surgery. Oh my God. Sued her. I think one, because like. You it's could, like defamation? What? What are like, the grounds? This is like what the extreme version of like this world could come to. And it's like... And it has come to. Yeah, it has already. And it's so, so scary. And, and maybe it's normal now. Like, I don't know if people have to sign consent forms when they get together. Like, yes, I've had done plastic surgery. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I don't look like this all the time. Like, More whatever. reason for me to be single. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're beautiful anyways. But regardless, it's just like it's so extreme in Asia that it's just like... That's wild. If we did this shit here, like, people would go crazy. Yeah, that's actually really funny. I forgot about that story. Thanks for refreshing my memory. It was, like, the best story I had on Asian appearance yeah. ever. Because it's so weird, and that's just what happens when you have money, I guess. Yeah, I no, that's so true. Um, yeah, my baby is not going to come out looking like this, so maybe I can wait marry, like, a white guy. <laughs> and has big eyes. I'm just kidding. Um, um, but, yeah, no, it's it's... I, I worry for the kids that are growing up and, like, just having that surround them all the time. But, like, as I was saying, like, 
there's so many individuals actually there still like you know flexing on their own style like whatever that i think is coming out but okay why is like high snobiety and like hypebeast and stuff all like based out of like hong kong like doesn't that that kind of makes me feel like they actually have true genuine style and like they know it's okay not to say that all hypebeasts are cool but you know, i think mostly it's like they're they could be like expats from Canada. oh is it because like they have the money to actually buy all these luxury things. It might be. And also, like, the collecting culture and appearance is huge for Asians. Like, whether mm-hmm. it may be Filipino, yeah. Black, Chinese. Like, always down to wait in line. Like, you will always see Chinese people in line for a yeah. drop. Always. It's just resell and, like, the way they want to look and, like, they just want to drip money. That's just yeah. how it is. But, yeah, I think that's why. And it, it's a little bit obsessive and a little bit weird. But when you actually go to Hong Kong and you see, like, the day-to-day people, they... Everyone looks pretty standard. Like I said, the girls look very girly. Mm-hmm. And there is a little bit of a subculture in Hong Kong. Yeah. I think in everywhere in the world yeah. where they dress, like, amazing individually and, like, do their own thing. But that's always going to be, like, a subculture. What do you think is, like, a stereotypical, like, Asian look? Because you know how there's, like, you know, we can stereotype people being, like, someone from, like, I don't know, like, typical Canadian, I guess, or, like, whatever. Like, do you think there's, like, a a stereotype of like what an asian should look like or asking asians or asking like asking me thinking what my mom or everyone would i think was or like, you know, know like how people be like oh my god like why are you dressed so black you know what i mean like yeah. people can have like a specific look that they can judge i just mean i feel like there's no actually true identity of like what differentiates us as like asians of like what our style is i think a lot of people think asians can wear anything and i actually think that's so true because there's very experimental fun yeah Harajuku, like maybe it comes from that Japanese craziness, you know, yeah. where it's toned down. So I think it's actually really great that we can like pull shit off. But if I see like another or like a blank canvas, sort of, but like so not boring. And <laughs> like I think that it's all cool. But if I see like another Asian model with like a pink streak in her hair, I'm gonna fucking <laughs> lose it. Like it's just such lose a thing. Your shit. It's so annoying. What were you like when you're growing up? Like, did you ever try to defy? Or, like, where did, where would you get your, like, style and spouse from? Well, growing up, though, I just, like, wore Abercrombie. Like we said, I've had this yeah. horrible style situation forever because... All the money that I've spent on Abercrombie and Hollister. And those just random, like, going to the of pretending... I mean, I have no boobs. I've never had pretending. I'd be like, this shit is so <laughs> Western. It's crazy. Like, yeah. in Asia, they're just like, okay, you, you don't really need anything. Yeah. Now I'm, like, free and happy, but, like... Back then, it was Let just, it like, be free. just pretending to do all this stuff. Yeah. No, it, I know. I remember, like, um, when I went to high school in Vancouver Island, uh, the only Asians that there were there was, like, international students. And, of course, like, I was Asian that was not an international student. So, I remember picking out my outfit. I was like, I need to look the most white I've ever looked so people don't mistake me for an ESL student. So, I put on, like, American Eagle skinny jeans, a wow. Hollister t-shirt, and, like, a TNA bag. And then just, like, flex so hard pretending I was, like, so white. And, like, um, I just it's so funny to think that, like, because I knew these brands, I hope that people knew that, like, I was, I knew how to speak English. And then, yeah, and maybe they really thought you were, like, some woke or something. Yeah. I don't know, but, like, yeah. it's so funny how, like, just wearing those and... Made me feel, like, made me feel more white, you It's know? so much better. Yeah. Anyways, if you have any of your own appearance stories, because I'm sure you guys will have tons. Yeah. It varies differently, like, maybe with countries, but... Generally, it's all different. Like, I don't know. If you have any more stories that you want to share with us about your experience, just let us know. 
Um, I hope you guys are enjoying our episodes. What are your thoughts? I want to know. Also let us know that, yeah. please. But thanks for listening to Made In. You can follow us on Instagram at imadein underscore and email us your thoughts, feels, advice, or all of the above at hi, See ya. Bye.